Well, it's another day here with Wake Up With KC, and today I want to talk about energy. Energy to heal from traumas and energy to manifest goals. What is that like and how do we do that? Today, I have a very special guest joining us to talk about that. Lisa Erickson, please welcome. Thank welcome. you, Kimberly. Thank you. And I love the introduction to your show. That was so centery, beautiful. Ah, thank you. I do everything like intuitively, kind of like with colors mm -hmm. and like what I represent, what I value mm -hmm. and what I'm trying to do to help others. So I thought that was perfect. And I created that myself. It was so very, it was very beautiful. Yes. Wonderful. <laughs> so Lisa, what and like, what started with your journey and discovering about energy and how do you apply it today to help others? Yeah. Well, really 35 years ago, I was a young woman just out of college struggling with stress. I didn't really realize it. I was having stomach aches and headaches and doctors couldn't find anything wrong. And I ended up in a yoga and meditation class, which was, wasn't that common then. Now it's very common. And it happened to be a tradition that incorporated chakra work. So energy center work. So my introduction really was through meditation as a, and chakra meditation as a spiritual platform. But eventually I went on to study other modalities, chakra based mostly, which focused more on them as a source of healing. So there's really kind of spiritual traditions, energy medicine traditions, and I've kind of brought them all together. So it was a personal journey at first which then transformed into how can I help others work with this? Well, I'm so glad that you, that inspired you. And it's really, you know, cause I like to study about history mm. and it actually, from my understanding it, it was, you know, over 3000 or even more years ago in Asia and that culture, they knew about energy. They knew about the chakras. Mm. Is that safe to say? Absolutely. The word chakra is a Sanskrit word. So it comes from those ancient India tra Indian traditions. And yes, it's amazing some of the things that they wrote about the connections between the energy body and the physical body. What I will say, though, that's so fascinating is there's actually energy healing traditions from all over the world going way back. They don't all use the word chakra because that is a Sanskrit word from that part of the world. They might use other words, words, but what's so amazing is the overlap and the similarities in their, their mappings of the energy bodies. It's like different cultures, different healers from around the world discovered the same, the same things, even though they may use different words. Or it was in a different language based on the time period back then. Yeah, exactly. And what I find fascinating about this is they're all in parts of the world doing the same thing, but in a different language. And I'm like, how did they get that information? Yeah. How did they know or understand about that? Who taught them that? A lot of theories on that. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of theories on that for sure. But there's writings. I, I mean, I go back to the Sumerians. Yeah. You know, and what they wrote about and how they got their information. Yeah. So I find that very fascinating. And, you know, can you just touch base for those that might not understand what chakras are? Yeah. Well, we have a energy anatomy or subtle anatomy, just like we have a physical anatomy. So in our physical anatomy, we have a stomach, we have a heart, we have our lungs, right? In our energy anatomy, we have both channels and centers and the centers are like organs. And within, uh, we, we call them chakras. You know, other people might call them energy centers, different languages, as I mentioned, chakra, the source of that word is Sanskrit. But really it, it means wheel or wheel of light. And it's like the main, the main centers of energy in the, bottle, bottle, uh, the body from which channels of energy flow outward. 
And depending on what system you're using, we may have anywhere from four to 10 major chakras. But the system most people are familiar with nowadays is the seven chakra system, seven main chakras going right along, uh, even with your spine, parallel with your spine from your tailbone up to the crown of your head. And then we have many other smaller chakras throughout our body as well. Wow. And, you know, studying the chakras myself, and what I found fascinating is that the seven chakras that you mentioned also carries, holds, and resonates with a note. Mm. Yeah. It was. Fascinating because ever all those notes, that frequency, the tone and vibration affects the energy. Mm-hmm. It either helps the healing brings the vibration up to a, a another level of your state of being or it can hinder it clog it up and then bring your your energy low mm-hmm. and there's yeah. seven notes yeah seven chakras so i find that very fascinating yeah sound healing is such a fantastic way to work with the chakras in terms of like you're talking about that sound frequency. And then there's light frequencies, light vibrational levels. And then there's visuals that tie to each chakra. And so there's so many different ways to work with them. Really, I find it's really individual, like what helps someone tune in to vibration. Some are very sound driven, some are more visual, some are more kinesthetic, how it feels in their body. Nature, the elements, all the chakras are tied to a different element, air, earth, water, fire. So exposure to those elements can help you with clearing or empowering a particular center. Each center is associated with different glands in your body, different emotions. So it's just endless, the number of connections and the ways to work with them. Wow. And then... You use energy healing for trauma. Can you share with us, you know, what it's like to be, like, if I wanted to be a client, Mm -hmm. you know, what traumas do you deal with, with the energy work to heal? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think of the energy body as like this interface between our physical body, our psyche and our spirit. So when we're working with trauma, we're often dealing right in the middle there because it impacts you on all those levels, right? You may have physical triggers. You may have, if you experience physical trauma in particular, you may have PTSD symptoms of triggers being activated by different sounds or situations. That happens in your nervous system, right? And your chakra system interacts with your nervous system. So we'll work with how do we do, what type of chakra activations help to soothe and regulate your nervous system? And most importantly, how can you use those in the moment that you need them? And in that particular example, I would work a lot with the root chakra, the the foundational chakra at the base of the chakra system because it's all about being able to stay present in the moment with a regulated nervous system, even when it starts to become anxious or fearful based on something that's happened around you. Then there's all these emotional imprints around trauma that depending on the type of trauma, I work with a lot of sexual trauma survivors. So there can be a lot of feelings of unworthiness, blaming themselves, There can be fears around physical contact or fears of sexual energy, et cetera. So those are all stored. They all obstruct different chakras, like feelings of unworthiness really block the heart, right? Feelings of shame really block the second chakra. So we'll be working with those emotions, trying to help clear them out, bring forth the most pure expression of that chakra. And that helps to clear the trauma imprints over time from body, mind, and psyche, and spirit. So, Lisa, would it be okay to even deal with energy? Well, energetically, trauma is emotional energetic trauma. Mm. It's because once we experience it, we feel we create the energy to attach to the the experience. Mm. And if it's not dealt with, it stays within us. It changes the biochemistry of our body. Would that be true? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, one of the psychological definition of trauma is often 
something we experienced that we couldn't integrate. So we just sort of pushed it down in a way. We weren't able to process it. We weren't able to go through it and really understand and process it, integrate it into our psyche. It was too much to handle. So then it it's like it's in a box that keeps uh, bursting open when we don't want it to, right? It's stored there in our body and it takes us over in moments of fear or anxiety or certain triggering events, right? So we have to gently open this box, you might say, to build up the ability to process what happened and also to repattern the emotions that have developed that were trying to keep us from facing it, right? The patterns that have kept us from facing it. And, and, then, and then parts of it can release and parts of it then it's about repatterning, rewiring, kind of remaking yourself emotionally and energetically to deal with the world in a new way that's not defined by that by that past event i call it you know being baptized and resurrected into like a rebirth it is and really energy work in a way is doing that over and over right you are mm -hmm. that's what you're doing you're repatterning yourself doesn't always happen as quickly as we might like like a like a baptismal experience sometimes it does often it's more it's more you know it's slower but it's absolutely possible I honestly believe that that's what back in, like, if you look at ancient texts, ancient writings, that they were describing it just like you described it, but now it's been so twisted and converted to where it created a different narrative. And we, mm -hmm. and we lost, it's like a lost representation of the truth in terms of being born again, what it means yeah. to be born again. Yeah. Yes. I tend to view it that way too, especially if you look at Indian teachings on Kundalini and spiritual awakening. So many of those experiences are so similar and, and you find it in, you find experiences like that throughout all different spiritual traditions, energy medicine traditions. So yeah, different ways of talking about it, but then it gets couched in different philosophy and theology in different places and that's I, i'm like that yeah that's yeah because then it's like a lie and then you have a false identity or a misconception yeah and believing in something that's not really true and yeah. that's not the trauma <laughs> i have definitely worked with people from a lot of different spiritual religious backgrounds where it felt that they had to overcome things that had been imprinted on them related to that, that, that limited them, that held them back, you know, and well, it can also in some people's life play a very supportive role, but it's all how it's processed and held by the yes, person. And a lot of it is about shame and, you know, you have to be a certain way. You have to control. Yeah. Control intimidation and fear. Yeah. Yeah. Fear of source, fear yeah. of source instead of sources. Love. And I just like, you know, I, it, it's sad, but I'm like, well, thank God I woke up. Yeah. I am so grateful that I'm not in that program because mm -hmm. it is a program. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then when you're dealing with those kind of, you know, when you mentioned early about the energy and that trauma, and if the energy is not dealt with to be able to process and heal, you wind up going through life attracting similar experiences that yeah. come to you. Yeah. And then you're like, why does this keep happening to me? Yeah. Uh, recognize the pattern. Something, you know, you can yeah. always find the solution by getting to the root of it and then being set free. Yeah. Yeah. If you feel unworthy, if you feel if some part of you deep down is holding this imprint of unworthiness, then you feel that's how you deserve to be treated. So then that is the relationships that you are going to be in over and over because of that feeling, right? Which isn't to excuse any abuse and blame any victim, but the real path to being empowered to change that is healing that feeling of unworthiness and tapping into your inner worth right and the same goes for shame or any other pattern that someone might develop yeah, yeah guilt. of trauma guilt 
Yeah. And that causes you to operate in such a frequency and vibration that it can manifest in a sickness, a disease, Mm. because anything of energy has to form into a matter, which is a physical. Mm. So that does happen a lot. Would you agree? Absolutely. And I think the thing about things like guilt, also people pleasing patterns, if someone was raised to really try to please others continuously, all of those kinds of patterns, guilt, shame, they cause you to take on others' energy because you feel as if you have no right to boundaries. You feel like it's your job. You're supposed to. That's how you please them. That's how you uh, resolve your guilt, you know, that it's your job to take it on. So you're taking on other people's energies and that has to go somewhere. And all too often it becomes negativity that builds up in your own body, right? So boundaries are so important. A huge amount of my work with trauma survivors and and really everyone, (laughs) I think, women in particular, is learning how to develop those boundaries, not take that stuff on. And you study in, in specialized with women's energetics and mm. life transits. Can mm. you explain a little bit more about that? Yeah. Well, women, you know, the energy body connects both, as we said, to the physical body and to spirit. We could say at the level of spirit, it's ungendered, right? But at the level of body, it is, right? And, you know, you may define however you want, but we have a bio, we have different biological processes if you're a woman who menstruates who maybe experiences pregnancy or postpartum, perimenopause, menopause, and it actually changes our energy body. In general, we are more absorbent. We are more empathic. And so we need more work on boundaries. And then when it comes to different parts of our cycle, postpartum, perimenopause, we become even more absorbent. So knowing how to care for our energy body, knowing how to define our boundaries becomes even more important. And then those things can become powerful or those transits in our life can actually become powerful times of transformation because we know how to work with the energy. We're not afraid of it. We don't think of it as being something wrong with us (laughs) or bad. We can work with that as transformation. Oh my gosh. I'm just like starting to experience menopause now. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And I kept telling myself because... You know, I, I've been around, you know, women and they're like, menopause this and menopause mm. that. And I kept telling myself, I'm not going to go through menopause like that. Mm. I'm not buying into that program. Mm. I'm going to go through menopause the way I want to go through menopause. Mm. You know, the least amount of whatever. Just stop having my period and just move on. That, mm. You know, and celebrate that I got through it, you know. Yeah. And so how's that going? Well, you know, um, I know what they mean by hot flashes now. Um, at first I didn't know what was happening. I was like, why is it getting all of a sudden hot? And I'm blowing the air sea in my face and open up the freezer and oh my gosh, that feels so good. You know, and then my um my partner was like, Oh, you're going through menopause. I'm like, I'm what? Oh, that's what this is. Okay, let's see how long this lasts. And I'm like, just let it be 30 days, 30 days. That's all I, you know, that way I can say I experienced it and 30 days is up. I'm good. <laughs> Did that work? Um, you know what? Now it's like I, I, I'm getting my period, but now I only get the hot flashes when I get my period. So I'm like, well, this is new. This is yeah. different. <laughs> you know? What's so interesting is that hot flashes are also associated with Kundalini rising with the spiritual energy coming through the energy body. It has for generations been associated with that, right back to the earliest writings. So really it's interesting. I believe we are going through sort of energy surges. And if, I know they're not comfortable, so do whatever you need to, to handle them. But if we can really kind of reframe them you know, psychologically as this is an energy surge, what could I do with this? I've seen so many women, including myself, cause I, I'm through it, I'm 55 really transform their lives and own, in particular, new spiritual gifts arise during this time. And that is the real power of it. So be on the lookout, Kimberly. They're coming. Ooh, I'm all about <laughs> those gifts. You know, um, I do have, uh, you know, one of my gifts and being very intuitive, having the, the bullshit detector radar. Mm. And it took me a while to understand that. And then I, I caught like, 
light bulb went on. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. well, thank you for that one. But I also channel. Yeah. You know, I always wondered about, you know, okay, who created language? How mm. they communicate back then? You know, where yeah. did things originate and created? And then, you know, where did religion originate from? How did that get birthed and, mm. and formed and whatnot? So that's like where I ask a question, question everything. Yeah. It's funny how it comes to me, but I always was fascinated of the languages. You know, how mm. did, you know, the Sumerians talk? What did it mm. sound like? Mm. You know, how did they communicate with one another? And then you got the, you know, the Assyrians and the Babylonians mm. and, you know, it just, people came and created civilizations and they had their languages. Mm. Yeah. Well, so I, I find that fascinating. Now I'm actually channeling those languages Mm. i don't understand a word i'm saying but when they come in and i'm like wow when i come to and i listen to myself i'm like man i speak their language like a native yeah i can't speak french or italian yeah you're receiving ancient wisdom right through ancient languages so and that's been a, a fascinating experience and i'm very grateful i'm like wow I, i'm gonna go along you know i know there's a purpose for this i know there's a reason why i'm doing this yeah well and that's a throat chakra gift that's the other thing the chakras are a great framework for looking at different types of gifts right mm-hmm. so that's sort of a crown in terms of receiving the download and throat chakra you know profound throat chakra gift to speak yeah and someone told me that oh wow you're a dna activator and i'm like mm-hmm. a dna activator what and they're like, yeah, you do it on a cellular level just by mm-hmm. you speaking. And I've had clients tell me like, oh, my gosh, I felt something in my throat. Right. I feel something in here or yeah. like down below. And I'm like, oh, OK, you were yeah. getting a healing yeah. and then an upgrade. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and I love that, that you feel so physically in the body, because like with trauma in particular, it's so important that the client stays connected to their body and mm-hmm. modalities that are more astral often don't work for trauma clients because they need to, they have, may have patterns of disassociating from their body in a way that's not helpful. So learning to be present and be like, oh, I feel it here in my chest. I feel the block in my throat. I feel the block in my sacral working right there to repattern the body is really the most helpful kind of energy work in those cases. Absolutely. And I just, yeah. And in how you mentioned about the, the, the Kundalini mm-hmm. and then women going through menopause, the, the surge mm-hmm. and from your own experience, can you give an example how you took that and like use that, power Mm -hmm. that energy to help you yeah well for anyone that's open to actually doing a little bit of chakra meditation each day i really recommend just on the very basics going through all seven chakras and visualizing white light just very gently flowing through during this time especially on days when you're having hot flashes because you want to have this sense that that energy is surging and flowing and then grounding You know, those surges are like electricity going through an electrical socket and you don't want to blow the wattage out. So you have to be grounded. So then contact with the earth element, physical exercise, water, all of these things can help to smooth the energy, keep you uh, grounded so that you're able to process it. And then a lot of the work is psychological in terms of reframing instead of, oh, this is awful. Yeah, it doesn't feel comfortable. Put the fan on, do whatever you have to do. But also, oh, okay, I'm experiencing an energy surge. This isn't just happening in this moment, this whole phase of my life. What do I want my life to look like on the other side of this? This is my chance to totally transform, grow into greater power. You're not going to be tied to a monthly cycle anymore. In a way, it's a growing into more energetic power as you transition to this state and to really own it as that, not as an ending. It is an ending. And sometimes you have to grieve that. You know, sometimes women do need to grieve they, 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 the idea that they can never have more children or things like that, right? But if you can do that grieving, but also embrace it as, no, these are my most powerful wisdom years. I'm growing into my truest self. 
Um, well, yeah. least, so, not for nothing, but I'd be like celebrating when I don't have to wear a well, it, cover or a dapper. Hello. That's how a lot of women feel. It's very different. Who feels what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. And then, you know, you get the weeks and then you got the stain and then you got a pre-treat and then you got to try to wash it out. Sometimes that stain does not come out. Yeah. You know? It's I've very liberating. Like, I was the same way. I'm like, ready to go. <laughs> get a shampoo bottle and do my dance. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, it's a lot of money too. <laughs> oh my God. I could be a millionaire right now. I'm telling you. <laughs> Oh, at least have over 100 G's in my bank exactly. account. Exactly. Oh, wow. Oh, and then you got three, you know, daughters to go with it. Oh, God, here we go. Yep. I have two of those. Yep. <laughs> now, is there truth when you're dealing with female issues? You know, that's the, the root, the sacral, and you got the solar. Those are more of the emotion, the emotional chakras. Especially if you don't deal with some like emotional trauma, they mainly go to one of those, the three chakras. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have an issue, you know, or experience trauma from the parent, it most likely will affect the female organs or even the male organs based on, I guess, the being that you're in. Yeah. And it could cause, it can cause issues. It manifests in a, in a reproductive issue. Yeah. And sexual trauma too. So I think, you know, these do tend to uh, represent in like reproductive related issues. Yeah. Everything from ovarian cysts, uterine fibroids to different kinds of cancers. Right. So that's what you're dealing with energetically often. For sure. And a lot of it could be healed when you deal with the root emotion of what like when you get to the source of okay this is the issue and then you ask the right questions you find the root of how it was created yeah. and got to where it was yeah and then, and you then once you deal it. With it, it sort of disappears yeah and then you <clears throat> can rewrite it if it was like a held belief in some way or a held experience that had never been processed. You can rewrite it, reframe it, reclaim that energy and that part of your body. You know, especially with sexual trauma, a lot of people will disconnect from their whole lower body. They disassociate, they live up in the upper chakras. I'll meet a lot of people really well-developed third eye, but totally unconnected to their lower chakras because they can't deal with the obstructions. You could say these emotional patterns that you're talking about that are stored there. So they have to kind of go back down into that lower subtle body and deal and rewrite with all rewrite all of those things and patterns and then there's more flow through the whole subtle body the whole subtle body and there's balance because we're really meant to be have all seven chakras fully open and functioning and flowing well then when one gets clogged up and doesn't operate and flow it causes a domino effect mm -hmm. eventually to all the others and then that's where let's just say shit hits the fan Yep, with our body. It that's can literally right. shut down. Exactly. And it will. Sometimes that's the only way to get the message across that change has to happen, right? Oh, yeah. I've heard stories and read about, because um, I love neuroscience too. Yeah. yeah. And quantum physics and meta metaphysics and, and whatnot. And one of them, there's three, I call them my three musketeers, um, Dr. Bruce Lipton, Dr. Joe mm -hmm. Dispenza, and Greg Braden. Yeah. yeah. They just, you know, especially Greg Braden when he talked about energy and women bringing life. Yeah. He, you know, uh, and imagine being in the womb it whatever the mother is going through whatever she's experiencing so is that baby yeah in the womb yeah and i was like i was in my mother's womb and my mother was in her mother's room and then i'm looking in the 1920s you know the great depression you know yeah. uh 
Then you had the World War One. Then you had, you know, all these wars, you know. And then when I was, you know, 1968, there was Vietnam. Yeah. So I got all that energetic trauma. <laughs> yeah, we have this ancestral trauma that gets passed down. Yeah, in and our I don't DNA. People realize, like, the reason, and then you got look at all the hatred and the 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 racism. That's yeah. all a program and an energy that's been passed on for centuries. That's right. Yeah. When you heal yourself and when you work on these energetic patterns, that's right. You are actually working on some level, not just with your individual experiences, but with this and set these ancestral patterns, these historical patterns, this cultural conditioning and imprinting. And you know, use the phrase wake woke up. Like you're 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 waking up from all of that. You're trying to liberate yourself from all of that so you can truly just be in pure source energy, right? That's what waking up is. When you're dealing with emotional patterns, it's healing. Eventually, you know, it kind of crosses over into spiritual awakening, but they're they're so connected. They're so I connected. know. It's like history and science and spirituality is all in tangent and connected together. Yeah. And so is the limited beliefs of programs and traumas. They're all connected somehow. Yeah. We're connected as a... I would say a fucked up dysfunctional family. Yeah. With different colors, different sizes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm like, y'all, we need to wait. Like, aren't you tired of history repeating itself? Like I am. What about you? You know, yeah. and it has to come, you know, if it's going to be, it's up to me. Yeah. You know? And people just don't believe it. I think that's the sad thing. At a certain point, someone stops believing things can be different for them, right? And so really igniting that energy within them of belief is often the, the first step, the most important thing, which to me is crown chakra. I do a lot. If I come across someone like that who's just stopped believing anything can ever be different, we're going to start with receiving light into the crown and just coming all the way down through the whole body for a while to just reignite that sense of hope. You know, yes, you can change this. You can. And, and this disbelief yeah. of, you know, we are powerless. We're just human beings. And I'm like, oh, hell no. I'm a spiritual being, sexual being inside this human being. Yeah. I chose to come in this redhead form and be a female or yeah. you know, with female organs. And, you know, I'm pretty much liking myself. <laughs> One more I look in my mirror, I'm like, damn, girl, you look good today. Good for you. You know? <laughs> Well, that's right. We made all this. We can make something different. That's the point, right? And if you don't like yeah. how you look in the mirror, you could do something about it. Yeah. I mean, like, take care of me. Now, I'm on this transition of, you know, bit by bit, piece by piece, transforming into more a healthy, you know, healthy eating, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah. But it's like baby steps for me. And then I realized, well, I'm looking around going, okay, there's people that go on a diet. They're like, they focus themselves. I'm going to go out, change my diet, change my eating habits. That's all great. And then I'm going to exercise, do this. That's just great. But then I'm like, well, that's all good and whatnot. But what are you doing to the biggest organ of your body, your skin? Yeah. You know, how are you like this is part of self-care yeah you know and i i've discovered you know several things like wow i i didn't like connect that like it is important of what i put on my skin what i put on my hair what i put on my face you know so it all goes yeah and complements this is the temple this is the body this is a yeah. machine that my soul is in it's like i'm a ghost yeah. But you're just seeing the machine that I'm in. This is the vehicle and we have to take care of it. I think that's so important too. I don't know if you run across this, but I run across a lot of people who are very spiritual who sort of don't take care of their body. They think, oh, my spirit's more important. And they almost denigrate the body. And you have to, this is your vehicle for experiencing spirit. And, and you have to take care of it, right? And I would add to it energy self-care. Like for me, there's things you need to do with your energy body, with your chakras, just to keep everything clear and flowing. They're all connected. All these levels are connected. 
Oh, yes. Because yeah. I do the, um, I read a, I watched a movie. I got the book and I got the product and it's earth grounding. Mm. Like getting barefoot and just stick your mm. feet on the grass and just soak up the, you know, like Nothing that's better. Not another form of getting grounded. And then to cleanse and clear any negative energy. Cause I'm so empathic yeah. and highly sensitive. Especially since I started, you know, this menopause journey of mine. Yeah. Um, when I, it, channeling is their frequency on the other side is based on what civilization I'm dealing with or angelic realm or even a highly evolved extraterrestrial realm, their frequencies go up. And it's yeah. like, sometimes I'm holding on to the edge of the chair just to, you know, go through the process to give the message. Yeah. And then I'm like, in, I'm like, I'm breaking in going, okay, time out, time out, time out. This body needs a rest. <laughs> kind of thing but you know what i feel like you're already going through the transit the perimenopausal transit with these changes you're making regarding your self-care of your vehicle because you're trying to increase your wattage to be able to take and that is such a classic transit of this time when you get to the other side of this your body is going to be able to manage such a high frequency of light for a longer period of time right Right. Yeah, every the grounding that you're doing, the self-care of the body, that's all sort of classic upgrade stuff for when you're bringing through such a high frequency. And then the water, the ocean, or the mm. pool, I got to be by water. Mm. Like I'll yeah. sit there and float. I went snorkeling for the first time and oh my god, I was like a little kid on, you know, Christmas day kind yeah, of thing. amazing. I didn't want to get out. Yeah. I actually snorkeled for over an hour and a half. That's great. I was just like, you know, I got my mask on and yeah. snorkel and I'm going by the fishes going, hi fishies. I'm so <laughs> like, hey, it's such me. a happy world, right? Such a happy oh, place. Being underwater, I was just like, I felt at home. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Like I felt connected. Like that's why I like, I just needed that experience. And now it's like, okay, I'm going to get my own. So mass snorkeling. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to go snorkeling. Whenever I can, that's my go-to. Like, yeah. that's, and then I come back and I, I was just like over an hour and a half. I wasn't even tired. I was like, wow, I feel so energized. Like, I feel like I'm like grounded, centered. Wow. Let's go dance. Yeah. Let's go do this. Let's go. Yeah. You completely cleared out. Oh my God. I, I'm like, y'all, if you want some, you know, good medicine, just do some Normal. energy work. <laughs> yeah. And then connect with what you connect with. Yeah. Like I could be in the mountain, being Virgo, I'm earth. So I can't, I'm mutable, but I can be in the mountains yeah. doing my thing in a river or be in the ocean. Yeah. You Trees know? are great. So water is great. Also just being with trees because so much prana, that green life energy and the anchoring, mm -hmm. the root, feeling those roots going down into the earth, you know, that. So I feel like water and trees are two of the best for upping your wattage in that way and clearing out. Hug a tree. Yeah. Hug a tree. Exactly. <laughs> and those are root and sacral chakra because root chakra is connected to the earth element and sacral to the water element. So that's what you're doing with those two activities, the root and sacral, that foundation of the, of the chakra system. Wow. Do now, cause you're so like-minded like me and I'm just like so resonating right now, but do you ever feel like you're doing something like you're doing something ahead of time because you just brought it up to my attention. I didn't know why I was doing it. I just felt led yeah. to do it. But it, you're doing something prophetic, not knowing it, what you're doing. And then you find out, oh, so that's why I was doing that. I was getting ready for this thing. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> in, in, in retrospect, it always makes sense, right? But that oh, means you're intuitively well, guided. That means you're in tune enough with that intuitive guidance that you're being drawn to the right. It is, you are doing it. You do know it. It may just not have gotten into your conceptual mind yet. Why, you know? Right. And yeah. that's, the, that's the beauty of spirituality because you can have a, a, a knowing conception mm. is yeah. totally different than the experiential yeah. Yeah. knowing. Yeah. Got a conceptual knowing, but there's an experience. The mystic, the energetic, the mystic yeah. and energetic. Yeah. So Absolutely. I'm just, so in, 
goal manifestation, how do you mm. use energy to manifest? Like, how do you help p- clients mm. manifest their goal through energy work? How, yeah. how do you go about doing that? Well, I have a few different methods, but because I really am chakra driven, I use what's called the downward path of the chakra. So we often talk about energy going up through the chakras. That's the spiritual awakening path. The downward path is the manifesting path, meaning crown is inspiration. Third eye is visioning. Throat chakra is being able to communicate what it is that you want to manifest. Heart is being a lot of different things, but mostly being able to attract the support the resources that you need, navel, a solar plexus, that is action plan and being able to execute on those actions. Sacral is the the inspiration and fluidity to adapt as obstacles arise. And then the root chakra is the actual physical manifestation. And those bottom three, execution, encountering an obstacle and, 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 and then bringing something to reality, you may go through a few times, um, to get to your goal, but that, so, so we work with this idea of this downward path and empowering this over and over from inspiration all the way down to reality. And you can kind of use that to identify where are you blocked? Some people, they're great at ideas. They never execute. Some people are down here in the weeds. They're great executors, but they never have the big vision. Some people never attract resources. They'll never ask for help. They'll never network. So you can use this model in a lot of different ways to really both energetically empower and see where your blocks are and where you need to do some work. You know what? That's impressive. <laughs> you oh, like that? way? Yeah, I love it. It totally makes sense. Yeah. You know, because I, I had um, a good mentor and he's still around, Dr. T. He- Heckert. T. Hecker. Mm. Yeah. And he did it like in a four, you know, you mm. got the spiritual, right? And then you got the mind, the thought, T for thought. Mm. Then I imagine, then it goes mm. S into spirit and then mm. it goes uh, R to reality. Mm. The first, the thought, and then you can vision it, you could see it. So it's already in the spiritual realm. You created that energy. Yeah. Division. And then it's just focusing on that because it energy goes where attention. Yeah. Or energy flows where attention goes or something yeah. to that. So then as long as you stay focused, yeah, you're gonna experience things to get to that. There'll yeah. be setbacks, which is a setup for a comeback. Yeah. And then it boom, it manifests. Yeah. And you just have to have that action piece in there. And a lot of people get stuck. They're like, they're visioning, they're doing their vision boards, et cetera, et cetera. But then they don't bring in that, those lower chakra stuff. Yeah. You still got to act in alignment with that. So the universe can give you some feedback, right? But your response, maybe you, you take an action step and the result isn't what you're, what you thought you put out a new product for a business and it fails, right? And you're like, I did my vision. I was so aligned. I had everything. Well, what's the feedback? And then you tweak it just a little bit and you have a huge hit bigger than you ever could have imagined, right? Like you said, a setup for the comeback, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to have the vision, true to that vision, act, allow the universe to give you feedback. That feedback may sometimes feel like a setback, but then if you adapt and adjust and you stay in alignment, eventually you birth what you were, you birth your goal, sometimes bigger and better, even than you could imagine on your own. Well, you're just, I would say perfecting it. You're practicing until it, boom. Yeah. It, it, it's like that perfect thing. And it's yeah. like with my show, like I, I've had several different backdrops. Now I got that, like, once I saw this, I was like, that's it. Cause I was practicing on what my backdrop was. I was practicing yeah. like every season I changed my intro. You know, I was just trying to see and feel like through trial and error, which was going to really pop up at me and yeah, feel right with me. And and that's part of my branding. Yeah. So mine is inspiration, but I got these, the sun rising, the sun rising that to me is in the ocean. So that's like Mm -hmm. my, my little thing. That's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. So I, Yeah. It is a process and it's also when you think about that vision of what it is that like, 
Dr. Joe explained it perfectly. He goes, stop and think about what you want to do. Mm. It's your future self. Picture your future self. Mm. What does it look like? And then what are you doing? And most important, how are you feeling at that moment seeing mm. yourself doing that? Or what do you see yourself? How do you see yourself feeling? Yeah. Pay attention to the expression, the body language. What are they wearing? You know? And I was like, wow, that was the law, the key element in law of attraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people vision. Mm-hmm. But you but have to feel it. You, They don't feel it. Like, yeah, I can see myself doing it. But okay, yeah. you can see yourself doing that. But how are you feeling doing it? Yeah, because that's vibration. When you, you tap into feeling, our emotions are feelings, you're shifting your vibration to be in alignment with that is real. Yeah. And your mind doesn't know the difference of what is actually real or not real. Yeah. Yeah. So Love I find it. that fascinating. Yeah. Well, and I feel like that's what we're doing whenever we practice energy work. You know, yeah, sometimes you're clearing, releasing. But then when you get to the point where you're opening up it to source light through a particular chakra or however you're working, you're practicing the new you, you know, and maybe at first you just get glimpses of it in meditation or in an energy work session. But if you keep going, eventually that becomes the new you all the time, right? You have to practice it first, feel it in little snippets, and eventually you've repatterned yourself. I rehearse every day, like when I'm sitting outside, you know, meditating, I'm actually Mm -hmm rehearsing what I, because I'm getting ready to start workshops. Right. You know, and I'm trying to, and then I have my, uh, I have to give kudos and a shout out. I'm wearing this beautiful necklace. It looks. Oh, lovely. It's silver. Silver and, and gold. Is it both? No, it's silver. Oh, okay. It's, it's silver. I know now that silver is like one of my best elements to wear. Oh, and I, I consider I protection. Gonna... I consider silver protection. Is that how you view it or? I, I don't know. I just like resonate with it, but I love yeah. your necklace too. Yeah. That's I, I, been, like, I used to yeah. be gold, but gold would, I'd have a reaction mm-hmm. like my, you know, it would turn colors of some sort and I, and I would test it and it would be like, yep, that's 14 karat. That's 10 karat. Yeah. You know, this is 18 karat gold. It's but not the right metal for you. Is not, it would never. So I just stopped wearing gold. Yeah. But now I'm the same I, way. And I, I view silver as a, it's a protective energy. So for empaths, it can be particularly good. Yeah. Well, I am very highly sensitive empathic, so I'm getting more silver. And yeah. it, it's by Pretty Bling Boutique. And, you know, I didn't want to go out and buy, you know, expensive jewelry, but I have to, like, when I'm in front of a camera, I got to wear something. Yeah. This is a longer one. So, but I got earrings. I'm not into big hoops. So I just wanted yeah. something to where I look good in front of a camera. Yeah. So she hooked me up and I'm like, girl, I got to invest in more year jewelry so I can wear it on the show. So I That's give her awesome. a shout out. Yeah. Thanks, Kimberly. Um, <laughs> but then even with my makeup, like, you know, I don't know if people realize when you're in front of a, like lights, mm-hmm. even the fluorescent lightings, you know, the light bulbs in the, you know, room and whatnot in front of the camera. And yeah, it's. It does take a toll on your skin, so you better have right kind of makeup to wear. Yeah. And I'm all about the healthy. What am I putting on my skin? And I found yeah. a company, so it's now I want to educate people on you know the health benefits between the European standard and then the American standard of you know this is what they eliminate in Europe and yeah. banned, <laughs> and only this in the U.S. So. Yeah. It's I'm practicing presenting facts, you know, visuals. So it's like I'm actually putting slides together and I'm having fun with it. And I'm learning, too, at the same time. Yeah, that's great. So that's part of your next iteration too. these workshops. And oh, yeah. Yeah. The new I year. can't wait for the, the, the workshops, though, because yeah. it's all about ancient history and connecting the dots. And yeah. I will be you know, talking about Reiki and, you know, what it was like back then and whatnot. And there was a good man who was a great 
you know, he was to me like a master. He became one of the master teachers and whatnot. Mm. And a lot of people got his name mixed up and think his name is Jesus, but it's not. It's Yeshua, which in mm. Arabic and Hebrew is actually Joshua. Mm. Just saying, pointing out some facts there. But he did go to India. He did go to Asia to study energy work. Mm. Yeah. Then he went to Egypt to study uh, and learn about reincarnation. Yeah. I find that fascinating. He lived yeah. there and resided there. There's a shrine over there in Egypt, you know, yeah. where he used to reside and whatnot. I was like, dang, he traveled. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. A lot of lost years there, right? That aren't accounted for. That you oh, know, No, they don't want you to talk about. a lot of places, it. yeah. But it's yeah. written in other places, though. I find that yeah. fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, he studied reincarnation and he did energy work? Yeah, because <laughs> like, I kept saying when I grow up, I want to just be like him. I want to do what he did. Did you? Yeah. Well, and the city, you know, they're called in India. They're called cities, right? These powers, these of, of healing and, and transforming. And they're they're classically associated with a spiritual master. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But this has been things. going on since um, energy work has been going on since thought. Yeah. Atlantis. Yeah. Atlantinian. He was Atlantinian, but he was also the son of Inky, who actually helped create him and Ninhursag. From my understanding and reading, mm. he's the one that created the, the chakra system mm. for us to have knowledge and be able to utilize. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, but a lot of people know. believe in ancient Egypt, we were like we were more in touch with our subtle bodies and we could do things in our subtle bodies just with our mind because in ancient uh, Atlantis and in early days of Egypt, right? And then we gradually got like more and more physical. So now it's hard for a lot of people to access their energy body. But once you do, there's this whole other world that opens up to you. But it used to be just how we all were. We all walked around with that kind of connection to our energy body. You know. And then what, how, there was a catastrophe. I know there was greed and power and control and manipulation, you know, that was constant in battle with these highly evolved beings that, you know, were Anunnaki because the, they were considered gods. Mm -hmm. They were fighting against each other, you know, having sex with each other and, and with human beings. Yeah. So I was like, well, didn't I get the memo or something like that that shit's not gonna work. Uh, <laughs> you gotta come up with a better plan, <laughs> kind of thing. But I find it fascinating that I was I just got done reading a book like the sim symbolism, like with the serpent, the snake. Yeah. That goes back to India and yeah. even in Asia, the dragon and the snake, and then the yeah, the and they recur over and over. That symbol recurs over and over, and and very often linked to transformation, to Kundalini, to the rising up of the energy. It's like yeah. it's you know, and then when I find out you know about the animal totems, you know, the snake represents spirituality, the Kundalini, yeah, yeah. and whatnot. So I, I just like the more, it's like I dug a rabbit hole in my DNA on this ancestry, you know, the, the yeah. ancient civilization in our history. And I don't mind it. I find yeah. more fascinating new things. It, it, they're not new. They've been there all along. It was just waiting for me to show up and come yeah. on in. <laughs> Do you find, cool. did you find that on your journey? Yeah, I mean, I think I turn to a lot of different traditions. And certainly for me, I have a very strong connection to ancient Egypt. I don't know if I have actually it's Ma'at up here. It's kind of got a glare on it. So you can't see it, who is the kind of the representation of truth of karma, you know, so all of that stuff definitely plays a part of my work, like part of healing sexual trauma is sort of also persecution healing is I do a lot of work with like past life persecution healing, which is trauma from past lives, you could say a lot of healers and intuitives and mystics who were persecuted, right? Yeah, this is a big part of history too. We carry those imprints too. So I think that's a big part of my work. And it's partially because of my own connection to teachings from ancient Egypt and Ma'at, 
kind of making restitution for that persecution? How do we allow people now to own their gifts and be safe sharing them with others and clear the wounds and the fear around not doing so, especially for women, because most, for example, in the witch burnings, there were men burned as well, but it was like 90% women, right? 90% healers that were women and things like that. So there's a lot of healing to be done around that as well. Oh, I'm definitely gonna have to hook up a session with you. I could barter, like I could do a channeling session with you and you can help me figure that Persecution one out. Execution healing, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, but then also, if you, now I want to ask this question to see if you know about this from ancient Egypt with Isis. Mm. They did sexual rituals mm. to help connect to that higher, the higher dimensions. Mm. Yeah. Well, and that continued through other traditions. There's Tantra in India and, and Tibet and things like that. You know, and, and there's Celtic traditions. There's a lot of different traditions around sacred sexuality. Sexuality is not just physical, it's energetic. And it's such a powerful experience. It creates life. How could it not have the potential to be a mystic spiritual doorway as well, right? But we have so much shame uh, attached to it that it's hard sometimes for people to own that it has these other levels to it. And I think that's how religion started because they knew they didn't want us to have that. Yeah. So they turned around and twisted it and, you know, made sex dangerous, bad, evil, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, and that's what I'm going to be talking about on my workshops, but good for you. I have a, a, a good connection with ISIS. And you know what sex is? Just synergistic energy exchange. Yeah. That's all it is. And when you get that, when you have that, that energy that just comes up from within, but then you see somebody and they have that, it's more intense. You just created another third energy. And it does get to the point where you're going to have to physically release that energy. Yeah. But it is the most amazing and beautiful thing when just two consensual adults, you know, they feel it's not like love at first sight. No, it's there is a chemistry between you two and it could be from a past life and it's come to this lifetime just to reconnect. That's it. Yeah. And have that exchange. Yeah. You know, and it could be. Would you agree just for that moment? It could be that that's all it was for is for you to connect so you can heal from the past life. Sure. In certain cases, I mean, I think it can play out in so many different kinds of ways. There's so many ways we might come together with someone. Right. And for some people, that may be part of it. Right. And it's a very powerful, transformative experience if both people honor it in that way. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, with you know, this, like, (laughs) to be honest, you know, that we got to stop with the sex trafficking stuff. Why not? I know how you can make good money just by having an adult swingers club somewhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Does it need to be? And I I never understood. Empowering. You understand about the swingers club? Like, man, that's a billion dollar industry. You can have your own private adult club and it could be a swingers party. They did that in Julius Caesar's time. They were having orgies. They were having orgies since so long ago. <laughs> yeah. Everyone got together and they were enjoying that sexual energy. That's Without it. shame. Without the shame. Yeah. yeah. That's the piece that's so damaging. Yeah. And the shame. I, I'm hoping and looking forward to everyone waking up to that, you know, realization that, hey, it's okay to be you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> No shame. Just be you. That's my favorite quote now. Free to be me. Yeah. Love it. Perfect. I'm free to be me. If you don't know me, oh well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is the freedom of menopause and age, right? Like, like oh, wow. Well, you've learned not to care anymore. Yeah, I'm gonna exactly. Be, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to live my life. And exactly. it's going to be full of experiences of joy and pleasure. And I'm just going to continue to do that. Love it. Love it. Right there with you. Love it. 
I just encourage everybody to come on, let's get on this bandwagon together. We'll have a great yeah, find your joy. <laughs> cool. So I do believe that um, I put your website down there. Great. Enlightened Energetics. Yeah. And they can um, book a session with you. Yes. Or buy one of my books if that's a cheaper option too. Chakra Empowerment for Women oh, is yes. the main one. Yeah, that's probably the one the most relevant to today's discussion. Yeah, and that's available Absolutely. anywhere. Absolutely. I, I was about to, you beat me to the, <laughs> girl. Yes, I would encourage uh, everybody, especially, you know, the women, come on, you need to wake up. You know, if you don't know why you're, you know, experiencing what you're going through, maybe you do have a chakra block. Maybe you do yeah. have some trauma that you're not aware of. Yeah. And that's what I encourage everybody, you know, ju not just women, but there's men too. Yeah. You know, and I think it's been, okay, let me ask you another one before we wrap this up. Do you think the masculine energy has been dominating Yeah. for a couple of decades and now it's shifting to more feminine? Yeah. And we need to just come into balance so we all can own all sides of us. So things, traits aren't, you know, divided up, male, female, so we can all own all sides of us. And there's no toxic expression, no toxic masculinity, no toxic femininity, just divine masculinity and divine femininity, you know, that we're all experiencing. I think that's in balance. Yeah. That we're trying to get to, trying to get to, not easy. So I'm just, you know, my masculine and my feminine right now. I yeah. just feel more feminine than anything. Yeah. Good. Because my masculine only needs to come out when it needs to come out, honestly. <laughs> For protection, so usually, right? Yes, yeah. to stand my ground, speak yeah. my truth. And I've been practicing that more and more. Yeah. And yeah. I'm also going through a phase where I'm just, you know, I see, I observe. And then I'm like, I'm going to choose not to react. But how can I respond mm. for the greater good, for my highest good? Yeah. And that I do not have to have this come again full circle. Yeah. Just so I, I'm learning that it's. Staying alive in the heart. Yeah. Yeah. And that's an interesting experience right now that I'm going through because it's. You know, I, I I recognize how much I've evolved because of the emotional, mental abuse that I've experienced majority of my life and then having it to come again. I'm like, oh, I recognize this. This is emotional and verbal abuse. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm done with that. Done with that. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not going to react to this. Thank you that now I'm recognizing what this is yeah and i don't have to be a part of it i this is not what i signed up for i don't think so now it's like okay i'm ready to move on thank you and i know i i am so worthy of more and better and deserve nothing but the best yeah so I'm, I'm sharing that with all the women or even men. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're the one. That's what we all deserve. That, we all deserve the best. You yeah. know, you don't have to put up with emotional or verbal abuse. That's, yeah. that is, I think, the worst kind. Physical mm -hmm. abuse, you get a, a bruise. But I told this person, I'm like, you know what? What you speak it, you can't take it back. Yeah. Because it already went in here. Yeah. You can't erase it. Yeah. So I'm like, this, and I'm just like, this is interesting. See, I'm paying attention to what I'm saying at that mm -hmm. moment. This is interesting. Okay. This is, I, this sounds like something familiar. Yeah. This is emotional and verbal abuse. Okay. This is what I'm experiencing, but I'm not going to react. I'm not going to respond. Yeah. I'm just gonna, I know the truth now. Now I seek truth and wisdom to help guide me on a better path. Yeah. Yeah. Respond in a new way. Rewrite the story. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. That takes courage. That it it it. I can't even describe the experience, really. But it was like I was calm, and just calm and cool as a cucumber. And then when it was all done and over with, and I was like, "Wow, I can't even believe I got through that!" Like, really? Good for you. <laughs> yeah, you were just centered wow. in your true self. Yeah, yeah. That's what it feels like. That's amazing. Because it does take more energy to get angry and then and recover. Just- you're, you're spinning for hours after, right? As well, opposed yeah, to just cutting through it. I mean, it yeah. was, you know, this is first and then the second one in all in a weekend. And at first, when the words were spoken, I was like, wow. You know, I was calm. And then hearing it, I was like, so is this. Am I hearing truth coming from this person? Like, this is how they truly feel. And now it's coming out. Mm. Then I'm like, well, I don't want to be in a relationship if that's where their heart is. That's yeah. not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I had to grieve. I had to mourn because I was creating this and it hurt. So I let myself go through the emotion I might just let it out. Let it out. It's okay. You don't want to hold on to this. Let this energy go. Yes, it's sad. Yes, it hurts. You've been, you've gone through this before, girl. Let's go through it again. And then, you know, and then reflect. Like, is this how you want to be in a relationship? Is this what you want for the rest of your life? Uh, girl, do I have to remind you like what you went through in marriage? Yeah. Well, we don't want to do that. Yeah. So it's like having that self-talk of, you know, the both coins of what you've been through, what you're going through and realizing. And making that other choice. Yeah. Having the self-awareness. It takes courage and self-awareness, right? That's it. Yeah. So I am so glad that you joined me today. It was, I love this kind of conversation. Yeah, great conversation. (laughs) Good to talk to you too. Wonderful. And I definitely want to book a session with you. Cool. Awesome. Enlightened Energetics. (laughs) Or just email. (laughs) You can just email. You have my email. Oh, yes. I got your email. I'm going to email you. We'll exchange. All right. Really great to talk to you. And I would love to experience my channeling. Yeah. And see what you get. I would love feedback too. Who knows? Yeah. What comes through. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. For joining us. Thank you. Thanks, all of you. Bye. Well, there you go. I love having these conversations, especially when it comes to energy work and how powerful we really are as human beings. We're all of energy, it's everywhere. And stay tuned. You never know who I'm going to get on this show with Wake Up with. Casey.